let me look at y'all tonight. Wow, you guys are pretty. Thank you, Lord. We're not only a good church, we're a pretty church. Right? I ain't going to say nothing different. I'm going to keep saying I'm pretty. Huh? Yeah. Glory to God. God's good, isn't He? He's showing us good things and He's helping us all the time. He's blessed us. What a, what a fantastic thing to be part of a church like this and to be a part of a family. Amen? Glory to God. You guys happy tonight? Well, let's, uh, let's get into the Word a little bit then. How about that? Amen? Pray with me. or I'll pray and you listen to me. Agree with me. How about that? Father, we just thank you for your word tonight, Lord. We, we ask that it come forth as your word, that it not be the words of man, but it be the words of God, Lord, that it would change hearts, that it would change minds, Lord, that it would bring people and us up to another level in faith, that it would help us in every area of our life, Lord, that anything that might hinder your word from going forth tonight, Lord, we rebuke it and we bind it up and we say it will not come forth, but that your word will go forth in power and it will change and help in every way possible. And we thank you for it in advance. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Well, let's open our Bibles to Mark eleven twenty four. You guys want to talk about faith tonight? Yeah. Well, I wasn't going to open to Mark eleven twenty four, and God said, start at Mark eleven twenty four. So that's where we're going to start. And then we'll see where it goes from there. But we're going to talk about faith. Amen. God's a good God, and He has a good plan. His plan's so much better than ours. Anybody tried to live your own plan? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I had a plan for my life, and it wasn't... I wouldn't be here right now if we'd have went ahead with my plan. I probably wouldn't even be here on the earth today if I'd have kept going with my plan. But Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> Mark 11. Let's look at Let's start in verse 22. How about that? 22, Mark 11, let's go back to 22. And Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in faith. Have faith in what you know. Have faith in God. That's exactly what he said. He said, Have faith in God. And in that statement, he's saying a lot more than just have faith in God. He's, having, he's saying, Have faith in God and everything that God is. Right? I always like to put it in there, and you know about you know I have to do it. It says, have faith in love. Yeah. Amen? And if you know anything about love, you know love can't fail. So what better thing to have faith in? Amen? And Jesus comes right out and says, He says, have faith in God. He says, have faith in love. Why? Because love can't fail. Your faith is now grounded in an unfailing source. Amen? And that's where we want our faith to start. Amen? Faith is a good thing. Right? But we got a lot of people that just say, I got faith. Well, what do you got faith in? They say, well, I think God will heal me. Why? Well, because 1 Peter 2.24 says so. That's a good reason. But do you know He loves you? Do you know why He gave you 1 Peter 2.24? Because He loves you. And that's why He heals you. 1 Peter 2.24 was just the tool that love took and used to heal your body. Amen? Amen? Because He loves you. Because who took those stripes was the perfect image of God's love. 
And that is where our faith must stand, is in that love, in that power. The power of God is the love of God. Amen? And, and, and it was commended towards us. You know, I told Kim today, I said, do you realize that God's greatest gift was given to us when we were being bad? Right? Now, how many, how many, how many think they're going to find that in the book of parenting? Go buy your kid the greatest gift you can get them while they're being bad. While they're your enemy, while they're out doing everything that's contrary to you, you need to go get them the biggest gift you can get them. But he did that because he knew that that's what it would take to get us to not to be enemies of his. He, he sent love forth to bring us back. Amen? And so his greatest gift was given with the expectation of getting back what he gave. Amen? And so, I don't know how I got off on all that, but it says... Have faith in God. Have faith in what He's done for you. Have faith in what Jesus did on the cross. Have faith what Jesus did when He when He went to hell. Wait, I know there's people who don't believe that. Okay, wherever you think He went in those three days in the belly of the earth is, um, but He went to hell for you and for me. He bore the full brunt of what I would have had to bear for me, and I have faith in that. I have faith that there's never going to be a day where I, where I come up to God and He's saying, Hey, Jesus wasn't quite enough for you. You're going to have to go, right. you're going to have to go into hell. That's right. I, I don't believe that's ever going to happen with me. Amen? Because He paid the full price. And I have faith in that God, in that love, in that goodness. Amen? And, and that's, where my, that's where our faith must stand, is in God. Not in, you know, you read that and you're just like, have faith in God. And it's been said so many times that people almost take it religiously. And, and if somebody says, what can I do? Oh, you just need to have faith in God. Well, they may not have any idea what you just said. Right? Because the only God they ever knew about was the one they were told about in, in too many churches. <laughs> right? Well, how can you have faith in him? You don't even know what he's going to do. Right? He's the God that may or may not. He's the God that says yes, no, and maybe. He's a very indecisive God. Right? He, he may need to look over your record first. Right? But that's, what, that's what's been taught. And that's what's been lived out so many times. That he's the God that has to look over your record before he'll decide whether your faith's any good. Well, how can you even have faith in that God? You can't have faith in that God. It's not possible. But you can have faith in something that's unfailing. And his love is unfailing. So what Jesus did on the cross, what Jesus did from the cross to the grave and to the resurrection is unfailing work. It has zero chance of failing. And if we hook our faith to that, then we have zero chance of failing. Glory to God. Glory to God. And that's the kind of faith, that's where I want my faith. But, it's, but also, with my faith, my faith must have value. It's not just so I can go to heaven someday. Is that all you guys want? To go to heaven, be healed, and be prosperous while you're here on the earth? That's not enough for me. I want my faith to have value here on the earth. I want people to see the... I don't... <laughs> 
How am I going to say this? I don't want my faith to decide who I am, but I want it to define who I am. Amen? That's what faith did for Jesus. You'll say, Jesus was, yeah, Jesus was in faith. Right? He came as a man. He had to be in faith. Right? He stripped off the Godhead and became a man full of the Holy Ghost. Had to be in faith. And he said, he said on two occasions that I know of right off the bat, he said, you know what? If you don't believe in me, at least believe in the works. What's he saying? He said, if you don't believe in who I say I am, look at the works and then decide who I am. Amen. Right? Because what's he saying? He's saying the works can only point to God. I'm God's. He's in me and I'm in him. And my works point to God. And that's what I want my faith to be. That's what we want our faith to be. We want our faith to point to God. But our faith will only point to God through our works. People say, well, are you going to preach on day that you've got to work to get into heaven? No. You can't, even, you can't even do works to get into heaven. It's not possible. But we do. God asks us. He says that we should do good works over and over in the Bible. And we must do them in faith. Faith without works is what? Dead. Dead. So we'll do our works in faith. In uh, Mark eleven twenty two, back up there, we'll go there. It said, have faith in God. 23. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say to this mountain. That sounds like he's doing something. What? He, he just, all I thought all you had to do is have faith in God. You mean you got to do something too? Yeah. 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 Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast in the sea, and not doubt in his heart. Not doubt in his heart that the things that he says won't come to pass, but believe in his... That's really what that says. You could add the end of that next sentence. He said, Don't doubt in your heart that those things that you say shall come to pass. He says, Believe that those things that you say shall come to pass, and he shall have whatsoever he saith. 24. Therefore I say unto you, What's... What things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you have received them, and you shall have them. Amen? That's good faith, right? So what are we going to do with our faith next? Let's look at uh, Titus 3. Titus 3. We're going to look at uh, good works tonight. Amen? You guys okay with that? Because good works are produced... And must follow faith. Must. It says faith without works has no value. It is useless. Right? It's, it it kind of sounds like what he said in Matthew when he said salt that's lost its saltiness. Right? Is thrown into a pile. Right? And he's talking about good works in that passage. And he says salt that's lost its saltiness is worthless. Faith that has no works is worthless. We can sit in this church all day long and talk about how much faith we have, but if we don't take it out into the world and make it real to someone else, then it's dead. People say, well, I'm just using my faith so I can be healed. I'm just using my faith so I can have money and a boat and two houses and three cars. That ain't works. (laughs) That's selfishness. And I'm not saying you can't have all those things, but if that's all your faith is good for, hmm? 
That's like using a frying pan to fry up vegetables. It's a waste of time. <laughs> no, maybe not. Yeah, no, somebody might like vegetables. <laughs> we, we want our faith to have much more value in this earth than that, right? We want to know that if somebody needs agreement in prayer, our faith is ready to agree with them. If we, we want to know if somebody doesn't know Jesus Christ as Lord, then we have an anchor in our soul and our faith is able to, to guide them to a higher and better place. We want to know that if somebody's hurting in their body, that we believe in the love of God and the healing power of Jesus Christ and that we can, we can promote that faith, that we can let people know about it communicate that faith. Amen? Amen. I don't want a faith that sits and soaks. Right? All right, stay with me. Titus 3, verse 8. says, This is the faithful saying. King James Version. It says, In these things I will that you affirm constantly that they which have believed in God, that sounds like faith, Right? They which have believed in God, is that faith? Might be careful to maintain good works. What's he saying? He said, if, you've, if, you've, if you believed in God, if you have faith in the God of love, the God that sent Jesus to die on the cross for you, the God that put 1 Peter 2.24 in the Bible, the God that did all things for you that will never leave you nor forsake you, if you have faith in that God, then you should be careful to maintain good works. I says, you guys are looking at me funny. He said, well, what's this work stuff? What's this work stuff? We want to maintain good works. How are people, what, what, what are we going to glorify God with? How nice, how, how nice our church looks? That's one thing, but you know what? Ain't nobody on the street here seeing what, how nice our church looks right now. That's right. Right? Now, if we can get them in here, they might see how nice it looks. But it might take a good work. To get them in here. Right? Huh? Yeah, I talked to a lady not long ago, and she had a, uh, some family members that weren't, weren't saved. And you know what she did? She, she said, I'll pay you to listen to the messages from Brother Moore. Every Sunday's message, I'll pay you to do it. People say, well, that's not right. They're bribing, they're, she's bribing them. She's doing a good work. Those people are saved right now because she paid them. What, what, what is money for? Glory to God. What, what better value for your dollar could you get than someone's soul? Huh? Glory to God, that was a good work. I'm not saying everybody should do that, but as led by the Lord, sure. <laughs> you guys love me tonight? You might as well, because you have to. <laughs> believe in God. Those who, which have believed in God might be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable unto men. What's he saying? Good works are good and they're profitable to men. So why does he want you to maintain them? Because he's going to have you maintain them for somebody else. Because it's not, it's, he's not saying it's profitable for, to you. He said it's profitable to men. Why do you want good works? Good works are for someone else. Good works through you are to glorify God so that they might see Him, right? And glorify God themselves. 
Right? That's what good works do. Good works should always point to God. Because we ain't working to get to heaven. Right? How many people have received grace? That's how you get to heaven. Okay? It's grace. You didn't do nothing to get it except, Lord, I'll take it. Jesus is Lord and I believe He's been raised from the dead. And you got grace. Right? And grace is a great and mighty thing because once we have grace, now we're ready to do good works. Before we had grace, we did no good works. People say, well, what if you gave to somebody who needed? If you did it outside of God, it's not a good work. Only God is good. What did Jesus say when the rich young ruler ran up to him and said, good master? He said, why are you calling me good? Only God's good. Only God's good. It doesn't matter what work you do outside of God. Its value is not good until you do it inside of God. Amen? That's where we want our works to show because we want our works to to light a path to Him. Amen? Our works should show forth His glory, His goodness. Not not our plan, not our will, not not how good we are. It, It shouldn't come up later that I don't know why that happened to Dave because he's such a good guy and he's been so faithful in church. That's not why you get healed. Right? You know... I'm getting way outside my notes here, but my mom passed away way young. And you know what? On this earth, I can think of no person that I felt more strongly about as a Christian in their faith. But I have never and will never say, why didn't she get healed? She was such a good person. She was faithful every day. She was in church. She was praying for people. You know what? We had lots of people, over 500 people came to her funeral and told us what a, what, what, how much she had blessed their life. But I still don't question God. Amen. Now someday when I get to heaven, she's going to have to explain to me why she checked out early. <laughs> right? But for now, I'm not questioning God. I'm not saying, well, God, why? Why didn't you? Why did? it's, if then all I'm doing is saying, I'm, I'm trying to bring her works before God and say she deserves this because. She didn't even deserve salvation, let alone deserve healing. She deserved it because grace gave it to her. Now, why she didn't receive it is between her and God, and someday she'll tell me. Not my place to question God. In fact, she would come to, if she could leave heaven and slap me, she would if I questioned God. <laughs> Amen? I know she would. And I don't question God. And she was a great woman of God. But it didn't shake my faith in His goodness one bit. Because I don't question the love of God. And I don't put works before God. (laughs) Right? It's not her works that would have got her healed. Right? It's faith in God. Faith in love. What am I saying? She didn't have enough faith? I'm not saying anything. That would be putting words in my mouth. I didn't say that. I told you I won't know until I meet her again one day in heaven why she didn't get healed. Amen? What I do know is that God is good. And that Jesus bore stripes on his back so that all men could be healed. All. Not, not, not part, not some, 
but all. He is no respecter of persons. And so for me to question why or why not somebody didn't want to receive something is to question God, which isn't okay. He's perfect. Why, why would I question someone who's never messed up and who always loves and puts the most love into every situation that he can? Everybody says, well, he can put as much as he wants. No, he puts as much as he can. Some people will limit his love. Amen? But we serve a good God. I'm in about 15 different directions right now. I don't know how we're going to bring this all back in, but we will. The goodness of God and the goodness of God through us is, is our works, and it's profitable to men. And, and we, should, we should live our lives and maintain these good works with that knowledge in mind. Not the not, we, we spend too much time saying, I've got to get more faith so that the devil can't attack me. I've got to get more faith so this doesn't happen and that doesn't happen. You, you need more faith so you can help more people. Amen? Your faith needs to, I won't say you need more faith, your faith needs to enlarge so that you can help more people. That's why you need more faith. And if you need it for another reason, help somebody. And you'll get more faith, and your reason will go away. Okay, let's stop. I'm going to preempt this program. If you're in here and I begin talking about somebody who needs help, I'm not talking about you. And if you think, yeah, he's talking about me, I need help, then you're wrong. You're the person I'm talking about that needs to help him. I'm ta- everybody I'm talking to today needs to help people because everybody in here has faith. And you need to be careful to maintain good works. Amen? And that's what we're talking about today. Because if, if we get carried away, we start listening to a sermon and we begin to say, well, you can say one or two things. You can say, yeah, I'm that one. I'm, I'm the one that needs help. I'm the one that they need to give to. I don't know why these people haven't been treating me better. Then you're not listening right. Do this, turn your ears another way, and see if they'll hear different. Or if you say, you know what, I pretty much got this good works thing down, turn your ears another way. Because it don't matter how good your good works are, they can be gooder. Amen? And so we want to maintain good works. Right? Why? Why do we want to maintain good works? They're profitable unto men. That's right. Glory to God. Now you're with me. Let's look at James 2. Everybody going to stay with me? Are you hooked with me? I believe God could show us something good tonight. He shows me something good every time I teach. Because good works aren't what the, church, what the people see of the church right now. You realize that? It's not that those good works aren't in here. It's that there's been so many false works that are st- saying they're good works. Right? I remember when I first went to work with inner city kids. And one day we were all sitting in a field and we were talking about Jesus. And that we, said, we said, why do you all think we're here? And every one of them, there, there, there must have been a hundred of them, but every one of them said, you get paid. They don't believe that people would just love them without being paid. That's not believing in good works. That means we need to show more good works. Right? We don't want people to think we have to be paid to do something good for them. Right? We want people to know that we have the love of God in our heart. And with faith and love and the works produced out of it, we can change the world. 
Amen? Glory to God. Where did I say to go? James 2. James 2, 13. <clears throat> James 2, 13, King James. It says, For he shall have judgment without mercy that hath showed no mercy, and mercy rejoices against judgment. What does it profit, my brethren, though a man say he has faith and not works? Can faith save him? Why do you suppose I read that verse about mercy before that? Because no one does. Everybody starts at what, what will it profit if you say you have faith? Why do you think he talked about mercy before he talked about faith? Because that is faith right there. Having mercy on people instead of judgment takes faith. Right? And he's comparing mercy without judgment or judgment without mercy to faith without works. <laughs> huh? Mercy or judgment without mercy is like faith without works. Right? It, it doesn't profit anyone. Right? God's a merciful God. God is a merciful, kind God. And our faith must be grounded in the mercy of God, not the judgment of God. And if your faith is grounded in that mercy, you'll give that mercy. We must be a merciful people. We can't look at things and hold up our sign and tell people they're evil and tell them God hates something. And that's not good. That's not what, that, that doesn't represent God. It's not a good work. Judging people is not good works. Jesus came and He said, I look just like God. Right? That's pretty much what He said. He said, if you've seen Me, you've seen the Father. So He said, whatever I've done, that's what the Father would do. And Jesus said, judge not. Right? And He said, be merciful like your Father is merciful. And He said, because He's kind to the unthankful. <laughs> it takes faith to walk in mercy rather than judgment. It also is a work of faith to walk in mercy instead of judgment. Mercy is a work of faith. <laughs> yeah, it is. You're not just going to wake up one morning and say, no, I'm going to be merciful. Today, Dave Merciful Vaughn. That's me. I'm going to be merciful today. No, merciful is in your heart. Merciful is something you, you, you react before you know what you did. Right? Merciful is the love of God through you to others. Amen? That's who we are, merciful. And when your faith acts in mercy, that's a good work. Why? Because you showed mercy to someone and he saw the love of God. You showed forth God and glorified God. Why? Because people aren't merciful. God is merciful. Amen. People are only merciful through God. Amen? And when you're merciful, you show the Father. See, that's what Jesus came to this earth to do. He said, I want you to see the Father. In, in Hebrews, it says He was the express image of God. It doesn't just mean He looked like Him. It meant everything He did was exactly what God would do. 
And then we are his brothers and sisters. So who do we look like? And we can be the express image of God in the earth. One of the ways we do that is by showing mercy. The first thing you received in your life as a Christian was mercy. You did not get what you deserved. The next thing you received was grace, so you got a bunch of things you didn't deserve. Glory to God. And so as children of God, through that faith in what He's done, we can now do the works that He did. Right? We can give mercy. We can give grace. Right? We can say, well, you don't deserve it, but here you go. I mean, how many of it, how many, (laughs) okay, this has never happened to y'all, but it has me. So I'll just go with Dave's done this. God says, hey, I want you to give them a couple hundred bucks. And you look over them and you know what they've been doing. And your mind says, God, I don't think they deserve a couple hundred bucks. (laughs) You do it anyway, but why do we have to have that thought? Because our flesh is selfish, right? And your flesh isn't forgiving. Your flesh is judgmental. But your heart, your reborn spirit, your, 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 your reborn man that's born of God is merciful. Nobody in here is unmerciful. If you're born again, you're merciful. That's a good work that's in you. Start using it. You'll go into a situation where others are not being merciful and God will give you the words to bring mercy into it. Because as a child of God, the good work of mercy is in you. Amen? And you can bring it into situations that it's never been in before. Look what Jesus did when they threw the lady in front of Him. And they said, they said, she's been caught in adultery. She... You know what you know what the law says? What do you say? What did he say? Mercy. He said mercy. He said, How many of you don't deserve to be stoned? That's what he said. Right? He said he said it a different way. He said, Who hadn't sinned? Let them throw the first one. But what he did was he said, No mercy should reign in this situation. And He gave mercy. Why? Because He was the Son of God. And now we are a son and a daughter of God. And we can do the same thing in the same situations. When that situation comes up, we don't want to have to be the one that says, Yeah! Yeah, adulterer! Oh man, they've been sinning since before you even knew it. Let me tell you some more stories. No! We'll be the one that says, No. You know what? We've messed up too. And God forgave us. She should be forgiven. Glory to God. Mercy is a good work. And it's a good work of faith. And what good is faith that doesn't have works? What good is a Christian that doesn't have mercy? Good work number one, huh? God's already showed me something new. That wasn't in my notes. Thank you, Lord. Verse 14 says, What does it profit, my brethren, though a man says he have faith and not works? Can faith, can faith save him? If a bro- and then he goes right off of faith again. This just amazes me. Verse 15, 
If a brother or a sister be naked or destitute of daily food, if you're thinking, yeah, that's me, then get your eyes off that verse because we're not talking about you. You're the person that needs to help somebody. You're in here tonight. You're learning how to have, maintain good works. This is our new maintenance program. You, you've, you've driven your faith into the maintenance program of Faith Life Church, and we're going to make sure we're maintaining good works. Right? And so tonight, you're not the one in need. You're the one that has. I don't care how destitute you think you are. You're the one that has. Okay? Right? Okay, remember that as we keep going. If a brother or sister is be naked and destitute of daily food, verse 16, and one of you say to them, depart in peace and be warm and filled. That really doesn't help people, does it? Now, now wait a second. It says, and one of you say. I'm sure that James wrote that wrong, and that's supposed to say, and we sent them to the church, and the church was supposed to help them. That's what people believe. It says, one of you. This makes it real personal. If you see somebody in need, it's not time to run to the church. It's time to say, hmm, what do I got? And if you ain't got enough, you say, hey, brother, what do you, you know, this person, you got anything on your heart? You know, it's not time to run and see how much is in the church bank account. It's time to run and say, okay, God, what do you want me to do? That's not real popular, but it's truth. Amen? Because, you know what? The blessing is in you doing the works. Right? It's not the church's faith. It's your faith. Right? Your faith without works is dead. A work is not calling the church. Right? They could have called the church on their own. They could have come by on their own. Many of them do. Right? Okay. <laughs> what does it profit them? If you, if you say, be warm and filled, notwithstanding you give them those things that they are needful to the body, what does it profit for them? What was the first verse we read about? Maintain good works. Why? They're profitable. What's he saying? A good work is helping others. We have ability to help others. People say, well, I don't have much money. I don't have... You have ability. You have the Word in you. You have the love of God in you. You have a way to make somebody feel better if you don't have a way to give them food at the time. Don't walk away and say, I don't have anything. You have something. And your faith will work. Right? And what will it profit them if you do nothing? They're still going to be cold and hungry. And your words ain't going to help them because they can't eat them and they can't wear them. Right? People say, I don't have any money to buy new clothes. Find some of yours. Well, they're way bigger than me. Well, you know what? We can, we can sit here and think of a billion excuses why not to help people. You've got people doing that all over the world today. Right? This says our faith... Working helps people. That's what it says. And if it's not helping people, what profit is it? Right? We're helping people. Verse 17. Even so, 
if it hath not worked. Even so, faith, if it hath not works, is dead being alone. Works is the life of faith. Hmm? People say, works? You've got to work? No, yeah, you have to work. You can't work, you can't work to get your salvation, but your salvation will require work. Right? We're not working to get our salvation. We got that for free. There's only one way to get your salvation. Free. If you try to work for it, you can't have it. You know that? Everybody that tried to work for their salvation didn't get it. You get it by belief in Jesus Christ and the grace of God. Amen? And it's not of works. But when you have faith, which comes after grace. Huh? Faith comes after grace. You get grace first. There is no faith outside of grace. Grace comes first. And then you get faith. And it's usable faith. Why? Because grace is, the work, is, is God's ability in you. How much good works can you do with God's ability in you? Can you have faith in that? Because now you have God's ability and His unmerited, undeserved favor in you. You can do good works. You, you just went from no ability to all ability. Glory to God. Even so, if, 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 even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead being alone. Faith by itself has no power. Glory to God. You guys with me? Yeah. Verse 18. Yea, a man may say. Well, King James, he was a talker, wasn't he? <laughs> Yea, a man may say. You have faith, I have works. You know, like, what's shoe? Come on, that's show. Let's spell it right, James. Come on, man. What's hast? Why don't we just have? A man may say, you have faith, and I have works. Show me, show, show me. Your faith without works, without your works. And I will show you my faith by my works. Right? He said, you try to show me your faith without works. But he said, my faith will be shown by my works. Our faith, our faith shown by works glorifies God. Yeah. Amen? You can't, you, you can't say I have faith and do nothing because... Nobody knows you have. They say, well, that's great. He says he's got faith. Chad's got faith. Man, that's great, Chad. I'm so glad you got faith. That is so good. Gary, you got faith? Great. I mean, so what? Everybody can say they have faith. What James is saying is, I'll show you my faith by my works. In other words, my faith will not be dormant. It will not sit there alone. It will not only be my faith... It'll be faith used to help others. It will do a good work. That's what, that's what James is saying. He's saying, you know what? These are, there's people out there saying they got faith and they don't have to have works. And he's saying, if you got real faith, you will have works. Real faith works. That's what it does. Why? Because it's prompted by love. And love does things. It doesn't just sit. If love sees a problem, you know what it does? It fixes it. Why are you fixed today? Because love saw you. And He said, I don't like you that way. I want you fixed. 
Amen? And when our faith is grounded and prompted by that love, it does works. Amen? And good works. Glory to God. I like it. He says, you say you have faith without works, I'll show you my faith by my works. He said, you believe there's a God. There's one God. That's great. Devils believe that and are afraid. That's what he's saying. He's saying, your faith without works is like the devil's faith. Wow. <laughs> well, he's true. It's making that much difference. Guess what? No devil's going to get saved because they believe there's one God. Right? Your faith without works is no greater than theirs. That's what he's saying. Is that what he's saying? Yeah. Is that what the Bible says? Yeah. He says, I'll show you my faith by my works. And then he says, then he says, lots of people believe there's one God. The devils even believe there's one God. And they tremble. Believing in God will not produce good works. Believing in God and doing something will produce good works. Right? Believing in God and believing in the love of God, believing in the plan of God, believing in the will of God, believing in the goodness of God. Right? These are the things that should excite us as Christians. These are the things that should wake us up in the middle of the night and say, Oh, Lord, I, I got them on my heart. I'm going to pray, but tomorrow you show me what to do and I'll go there. Amen? I remember, in fact, this was after my mom was gone and uh, my sister was out somewhere and this lady came up to her and we'd never met her. And uh, she knew my sister because my sister looks an awful lot like my mom. And she said, uh, I just want to tell you, your mom, God worked through her to change my life. But I want to tell you the story. She said, I came to her Bible study one night. I didn't want to come. And I thought she was the weirdest lady I'd ever heard. And that's what she said. She said, I thought she was totally weird. And she said, the next day, I'm sitting in my house, and somebody knocks on my door. And it was your mom. And she said, God told me to come over here and just love you. Didn't tell her, he didn't tell her anything else to do except go over there. And they ended up having a talk, and she ended up sharing some of what had been going on in her life. And my mom was able to minister to her in a way. Why? Because she got up out of her chair because God said, go to her house. Amen. And she didn't want to let her in her house because she said, I don't know this lady. She could be weird. And my mom was really weird. <laughs> but years after, this was a couple years after my mom had passed away, this lady still remembered what she had done, the good work in faith that she had done. What if she just said, Lord, yeah, you put that lady on my heart. Let me pray for her. Lord, just help her and have mercy on her. Help her through her day today. And God says, yeah, I need you to go over there. Oh, yeah, yeah get thee behind me, Satan. I need you to just, just help her, Lord, and, and, and do good things for her. And amen. That's like saying, be warm and filled. That's exactly what he's talking about. Be warm and filled. Now, I'm not saying go over to everybody's house. But if God says go to somebody's front door, don't be too good to go to front somebody's front door. Now, if somebody calls and says you should have been at my front door, they're wrong. <laughs> right? 
Well, you know, I said that because I heard people in my spirit saying, yeah, people should have come to my front door. No. Not unless God told them to. And the mere fact that you felt like they should have means they probably shouldn't have. (laughs) Guess what? God can help you without anybody helping you. But He chooses to use people because He wants to bless me and you at the same time. Amen? And and we can be His hands. and, And we can be His hug. Amen? And we can be His Word. Right? But just like Him, we can't be made to be any of those things. Right? People say, you ought to just do that because that's what churches do. No. You ought to not do anything that the Lord doesn't tell you to do. You know, one thing that I have appreciated about the Moors more than anything that I've seen them do, they do not move until they know it's the Lord. And I know, I have. I remember when I first started working at the church, I'm like, oh gosh, surely they're going to do something now. Surely now. And a year later, they still ain't done nothing. I'm like, well, those people really wanted to talk to you about this and that. And two years later, they still didn't talk to him. And you know, she told me one time, she said, unless God gives me something to say, it's a waste of their time. She didn't say it's a waste of my time. She said it's a waste of their time. Why? Because she loves them. It's not a waste of her time to talk to them. It's a waste of her time if she doesn't have anything to say. If God's not involved, there's no reason to say it. Boy, we're just getting all, we're all over the place tonight. All right? Glory to God. But will you know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac upon the altar? Was was Abraham justified by works? His faith was. His faith was. What did Abraham do? Let's think about the story of Abraham. Abraham had a kid that he loved a whole bunch, a promised child. And one day God says, offer up that promised child. Did Abraham go off and cry and sit in the corner and say, Oh God, not my promised child. No, he was in faith. And faith without works is dead. What was his work? Believing in what what God told him. That was his works. What was his other works? Doing what God said. God said, take your son and offer him. Faith was he believed God. What did he believe? He believed that God said that through Isaac, all nations shall be blessed. Right? He believed that so much that he would have burned up that child and expected God to raise him back up from the dead. Why? Because faith without works is dead. If you don't truly believe that, if you wouldn't, he truly would have went to that distance. And God stopped him and said, I know that you would have done this. So stop. Why? What's he saying? I've seen your faith and I see your works. They match your faith. You're justified. Glory to God. Grace. Grace is what saves us. You're not going to be justified by faith because you can't even get faith without grace. Right? You're saved by grace. Right? His faith was justified. His faith was made perfect. Look at the next verses. It says, when he offered up Isaac, his son, see how his... See... Seest thou. See... Can you see how his faith... Wrought with his works, and by works 
was faith perfected. Works perfects faith. Why? Faith without works is dead. Faith with works is alive. Faith with works does things. Faith with works helps people. Faith with works trusts God. Faith with works does what God asks it to do. Faith without works, later on it'll say, is like the body without the spirit. How do you, how, how do you think your body would get out of here if your spirit left it right now? It wouldn't. We'd have to carry it out. Why? It has no power. Right? The motor of faith is works. Glory to God. Good works. Everybody still with me? Abraham believed God. And because he believed God, he did, he did what God asked. That was works. It was a good work. Amen? <laughs> Look at 1 Thessalonians 1. Faith without works is what? Dead. You know, you get a lot of people that have, have, have quoted that scripture, and you know, they say, and then in the in the Amplified it says, faith without corresponding action is dead. You know, yes, if you're believing for healing, you should start doing things that healed people do. Yes. That'd be a good work. Because then God would be glorified. Right? But faith without corresponding action many times is being like God. Faith, somebody that says, I have faith, but I'm unmerciful, I can't forgive. I have faith, but I can't forgive. I, I have faith, but that person, I just can't love them. I have faith, but I'm not giving them any food. These are works that get ignored looking for the supernatural. The natural things of life, the things that, the things that people need, the, the hug, the peace, the... the just the love. They get ignored as a work of faith. You know what? I'm a people and I know sometimes it takes faith to love me. Amen. And I got to believe that Kim wakes up in faith some mornings <laughs> and loves me anyway. Right? Things that we do. Why, why do you suppose he used mercy? and a destitute person as an example of faith without works. He didn't use somebody that wasn't getting their healing. <laughs> okay. We better go back to another scripture. Nobody liked that one. First Thessalonians 1, verse 3. Paul writes, he says, We continually remember... I'm reading this in the NIV because then I don't have to translate King James. It says, We continually remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. What's he saying there? He's saying, we, we constantly remember before our God, we pray for you because we remember your work produced by faith. What? Faith produces works. That's what it does. Real faith does stuff every day. Every day, faith says, okay, God, here we are. Tell me what to do. People say, well, that doesn't take faith to give somebody $100. Yeah, it does. It's a work prompted by your faith in God. Why? God told you to give them $100. People say, well, I didn't really have to extend my faith at all to do that. Yes, you did. You had to believe that God... People think you're crazy because you can hear from God. 
So is it a work to tell people God told me to give you $100? Because yes, because somebody thinks you're crazy because, oh, God told you? Okay, sure, I'll take the 100 bucks, crazy man. The work was believing that you heard from God and doing what He said. Amen? See, we've made this too hard. The work is believing what God said and doing it. That's the work. And God only does good things. So you don't have to worry whether He told you something that's going to be good or not. Once you do it, it will work out to His glory and their good. Amen? Even when they look at you and say, oh, you heard from God this morning? How were things on Mars, too, by the way? You know, since you're hearing from God, are you hearing anything else? Because yeah, maybe He told you to give me $1,000. Are you sure you, well, you sure you listened well? There are people in churches that think you're crazy because you say you can hear from God. So is it going to take faith for you to say, yeah, God told me to do this and now I'm going to do it? Yeah. Amen? Your work produced by faith. Faith produced your work. Love prompted your labor. What faith produces, love acts on. Right? Why? Because if it's not done in love, it's got a chance of failing. We don't want any works out there that have a chance of failing. So these labors are prompted by love. Right? Faith produced the work. Love did the work. Prompted the labor, the action. Amen? Is that what it says? It says, your, faith, your work produced by your faith, labor prompted by your love. Because a lot of people can hear what God wants them to do, but then they actually have to do it. Right? <laughs> and that's going to take love. Why? Because love is what's going to make the difference. Your work is great, but it becomes a good work when it's prompted by love, when the labor is a labor of love. You did it not because you had to. You did it because you wanted to, because you knew it would make a difference. You you know what? I know in my heart that God hates people doing stuff for Him because they feel like they're required to. Have you ever done something for God because, well, you got to. You know, you got, that's what you got to do. You just got to do it. You know, that was the difference between Cain and Abel right there. Right? Cain was trying to appease God. Abel was trying to please God. Amen. Right? That, and that, and that, those were both works. Right? Those were works. Those were offering. Those were good works. And, and Cain, it's a, in 1 John it says Cain's work was evil. Why? Because he brought vegetables. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe it was more than that. Why? <laughs> because Cain was just trying to appease God. You know, I'll give him this and this and throw in some of this. He didn't go out and pick his best. He probably really did. He probably gave him broccoli and cauliflower. But worse than that, he gave him the old rotten one that the bugs had eaten part out of. You know, stuff he couldn't use anyway. You know why? Because he's just trying to keep God happy. You know, I just, I just want to keep him off my back. Right? Some, so many people give their tithe that way. You know, I, 
you got to tithe because, you know, the Lord, He won't take care of you if you don't tithe. Better yet, don't you just love Him? And He asks you to do it. And so that's what Abel did. Abel said, man, I love the Lord. I'm going to go out and I'm going to find my fat lamb. I'm going to find that one that I wanted to eat. The one that I knew would taste the best. And that's the one I'm giving to the Lord. Why? Because I love Him. I know who He is. I know who I am because of Him. And I love Him. And I'm offering Him my best. And that pleases God. Why? Faith. Faith. And then He brought works. His faith brought forth works. Glory to God. Wow, how are we going to get back to these notes? We're getting there. We'll get there. The Lord's helping us, isn't He? I like this, even if you guys don't, so tell everyone it was okay. Alright? Where were we? First Thessalonians? Let's go to First Thessalonians. Uh, let's look at that in the uh, Amplified. First Thessalonians 1.3 Recalling unceasingly before our God and Father your work energized by faith and your service motivated, motivated by love. Love has to be the motivator. What, mo- what motivates God? Love. Motivates Him. Everything He does motivated by love. Why? Because He is love. Everything He does, motivated by love. So you won't find something He asks you to do that He doesn't want done in love. So uh, He might say, you know what, you need to fire that person and get them out of your company. And you know how He means for you to do it? In love. So your faith better get to working. Because you're getting ready to fire somebody in love. (laughs) How many know there's nothing you can't do in love? Right? Right? God does everything in love. His plan is good for every person. You know, people like to talk about God punished and God did this. God didn't want to punish anyone. He he was left without options. Right? You know, some of these people that got got so-called punished, do you ever wonder why they didn't turn and say, Lord, have mercy on me and forgive me? You ever notice none of them that got punished did that? What would have happened? We don't know. Except for he always forgives when he's asked to. Right? The one time we do know, we talked about it last Friday, Jonah. When those people heard they were getting ready to have, it, have the axe fall, they repented and said, Lord, anything we can do, have mercy on us. And he, and he said, okay. Because that's all you got to do with God is ask Him for mercy and you will get it. Right? Amen. Recalling unceasingly before our God and Father your work energized by faith, your service motivated by love. How many on our service team? Yeah. Are you motivated by love every time you come in? Is the reason you're doing it because the church needs to be cleaned or because you love the Lord? That's why you do it right there. And that is a good work. See, people say, ah, it's just cleaning. No, it's a good work. It's a work motivated by your faith. Produced by your faith, I'm sorry, motivated by your love. Amen? Why? Because you have faith in a good God and that He's an excellent God and He likes this church to be clean and He likes things to be excellent. And so you take that word you believe in and you produce works out of it. And, you, and love motivates you to do it.
Amen? That's what we do here in our service teams, right? 2 Thessalonians 1, verse 11, NIV again. It says, With this in mind, we constantly pray for you that our God may count you worthy of His calling and that by His power He may fulfill every good purpose of yours and every act prompted by your faith. What are they praying? He's saying, I want everything that your faith produces to be fulfilled. Why? Because earlier in another letter they told them that they were were energized by faith and and, uh, motivated by love. I would want that faith to work too. Why? When love motivates it, it's going to produce a good fruit. It's going to produce a successful end. Amen? And that's what he's saying. He said, I want, I want you to be your, that his power may f- fulfill every good purpose of yours and every act prompted by faith. Glory to God. Is every good work prompted by faith? Is, or every good work is, I shouldn't say that. But is every work. Our works define us in who we are. Our good works. In other words, if people look at him and they say, hey, he's just Dave, but man, he, he, got, he did this and he did this and he did that. That's got to be the Lord. <laughs> That's what they do. Because they say, that can't be Dave. It's just too good. It had to be the Lord. And that's what good works show forth. And that's what Jesus said. He, said. he said, if you can't believe in me, believe in the works. He said, believe that I'm in the Father and the Father is in me by looking at what I've accomplished through faith. Right? Look at the works. And our works should show us faithful. Our works should show us His, that we're His. It should show others that we're God's. Not that we're gods, that we are God's property. How about that? Well, somebody will take that off a tape and say, Oh, Dave believes he's a god. (laughs) Right? Dave doesn't believe he's a god. He's he's like God. (laughs) Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. But everybody that works is not working. You know, even if you look at Titus 1... He talks about people who profess to know God. He says, he says in 1 verse 16, he says, They profess that they know God, but their works deny Him. In other words, everybody that says they know God doesn't know God. Why? Because their works deny Him. People that know God show forth good works. Right? And their faith is doing something. These people, their faith isn't doing... They're, they're abominable, abominable and disobedient... And to every good work, they're reprobate. In other words, they're not doing it. Do right. you ever have trouble saying that when you're watching the, you're, the Santa Claus is coming to town? Yeah, the abominable snowman. Okay. Yeah, I watched it just this year. <laughs> but their works deny him. I don't want my works to deny what my mouth is confessing. My mouth is confessing that I serve a good God. That's what we confess in this church every day, that we serve a good God. And, and, and I want my life to show what I believe. And good works will show His goodness. Amen? And that's what we're looking for. Um, we're, not looking, we're not looking to just say we're Christians. Right? What was it that the one pastor said? He said, you can sit in a hen house all day long and it ain't going to make you a chicken. 
right? It ain't. It ain't going to make you a chicken. But if we do the works produced by our faith, and, the, and our labor is motivated by love, then our faith is not in vain. And our faith is not dead, but it's a living, working thing that's making a difference in people's lives every moment of every day. And even after we're gone off of this earth, people will come up and say, that person made a difference in my life. Because why? Because they believed what God said, and they did it. Amen? That's what we're looking for, right? That's what we're looking for. That's everything we're looking for. Right? We're not, we're not looking for our works to produce um, God having to do things for us. We're looking for our, our works to produce God doing things through us. Yes. Amen? Yes. We want our works to produce God's ability through us. Because it's His love you're doing it with. Right? It's His love that's prompting the action. It's your faith that's believing in His love. Right? It's our faith. That's why He wants us to have faith. He wants us to believe in what He can do through us. He wants us to believe in His goodness to others. I mean, that's why He started out with mercy again. Mercy is so important. It is the goodness of God towards everyone. It's the thing that says, you deserve the worst and you're getting none of it. Glory to God. That's what I want. And that's what I want to give. That's, what, that's the part of God I want people to see. Is that not the part of God you want your works to, glory, to, show, to shine forth? Right? We want our works to shine forth because faith, faith without works is dead. But when our faith produces works, our salt is salty. Our light is big. And people see our good works and they glorify the Lord. We don't become like the Pharisees and, they, and we say, we want people to see what we did. We want them to know who we are. We don't care if they see what we did. We care if the work produced by faith, motivated by love, made a difference in their life. That's all we care about. Amen? How many people put salt on their food and look down and see it? You don't. If, you, if it truly works, it, it dissolves into your food, right? But it does a good work. It makes it taste better. Amen. Well, some people don't like salt. I like salt. <laughs> right? <laughs> Glory to God. Why do we want to do good works? Because we love one another. Amen? Amen? Because we love other people. 1 John 3 says in verse 11 it says for this was the message that we heard from the beginning that we should love one another and then immediately it starts talking about Cain and Abel and it starts talking about their gifts why because Abel didn't Abel loved Cain didn't right and and Cain's work produced what what non what unlove will produce is unlove a word it is today unlove and Abel's work produced what love produces. Amen? Everything we do, everything, every work of faith should be, should be produced by that faith, but it should be motivated by our love for others. And without that love for others, we won't, our, 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 our work of faith won't have any value. We won't do it. Because love is the motivator. You won't do the work if you don't have the love. 
It's just true. People say, well, I don't think you've got to love them to do something for them. Yeah. You won't do it if you don't. People say, well, I've done stuff that wasn't in love. It, it didn't have any faith value. <laughs> and I don't mean face value. I mean faith value. I don't have a lift. <laughs> Amen? Every good work produced by faith must be motivated by love. It is, it is what we've heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. Not as Cain, who was wicked... Right? Isn't that what it says? Verse 12, 1 John 1, 1, 12. Not as Cain who was wicked, who was of the wicked one, and slew his brother. And wherefore, wherefore he slew him? Why did he do it? You'd really think King James could have made that easy. Why did he do it? Because his own works were evil. That's why he did it. No love. His own works were evil, and his brothers were righteous. Why was his brothers righteous? They were a work born out of faith, in, motivated by love. Right? He went out and got the best lamb, because he had faith in the goodness of God, and what God had asked them to do. God had asked them to do this. And he went out and he got his best, and he brought it in, because he was motivated because it for it, by his love for God. When we do things like that, when, when our motivation becomes the love of God, then we begin to do things on a level that, that other people aren't doing them. We, we have such a small vision of God's love. God's love takes an enemy and dies for him. That's huge. We don't even realize. It dies for him so he doesn't have to die. God's love will take you out of your worst situation and fix you just like that. It'll take you out of your worst nightmare and give you peace. God's love is so vast that through His grace and through His mercy, this love fixes and saves and enables us to do what, do what He does. And, and it enables us to take this love and love each other with it, and love the world with it. When we see things happening that we can't even stand to look at, if you'll open the eyes of your love, you'll be able to look at it. Because you'll see it on a different level. God sees everything in love. We see things in judgment way too often. Have you ever watched the news and it made you mad? Sure, because awful things are happening. God sits there and watches it. And loves the people on it. And the people that did the worst thing, he still died for them. And he said, what? They murdered somebody? You lied. Which one of the commandments did you break? Doesn't matter. If you broke one, you broke them all. <laughs> Better find another scripture. You guys didn't like that one. It's just true. That's judgment. But, but if we begin to see things with, with the eyes of love, with the eyes of God, then we'll be able to discern and bring mercy into situations, that good work and grace, that great ability. And then when you begin, been, begin to bring mercy and grace in, now you begin to bring everything else that His love has ever produced. You can bring peace into, into turmoil. You can bring joy into sadness. You can bring, you can bring God into the situation. It doesn't matter what the situation needs. God is it. Yeah. 
And through that love, we bring him in. Amen? Amen. Glory to God. We better find a scripture to stop on here. I got one somewhere. There it is. It says, finally, 1 Peter 2. (laughs) 1 Peter 2. Well, the scripture doesn't say finally. I actually wrote finally. This is who we are. Our faith, our works produced by faith, do not decide who we are. They define who we already are made to be. Right? In other words, you, when somebody says, well, I don't know why they didn't get something, they're so faithful. That's not, why, that's not why you have works with your faith. It's not so people can think so much of you. It's so they can see so much of God. That's right. Amen? Amen? First Peter 2, 11 and 12, it says, Dear friends, I urge you as aliens, this is NIV, as aliens and strangers in this world to abstain from sinful desires which war against your soul. What's a sinful desire? You know, everybody's going to look at that and they're going to say, well, yeah, you don't want to lie or cheat or commit adultery. You know, a sinful desire is a desire not to have mercy on somebody. That's a sinful desire. A sinful desire is to be wrathful. A sinful desire is to not care about somebody. A sinful desire is to, to not, if case or or whatever happens to them, happens to them. If they made their bed, I guess they'll have to lie in it. That's a sinful desire. That, that, the human desire to not get involved. <laughs> Abstain from sinful desires which war against yourself. You know, the biggest war you're ever going to have is against your own flesh. The things you don't want to do, the things you have to do, the things that you are made to do, those are the things that you, if, if those are the things that, if, if it's a requirement, you're going you're gonna to war against your flesh all the time. When you begin to think of it as something you get to do for the Lord, Amen. then your flesh is going to have to be put under and you're going to be able to do so much more. Right. Amen? Amen? Because no longer do you have to do it, you get to do it. Amen. Right? The, when, when we war against ourselves, I was thinking about like Psalm 1 where it says, you, you don't take the counsel of the wicked. Well, that means a lot of times you're not going to be able to listen to yourself. Have you ever given, given yourself bad counsel? Yeah, I have too. Because I didn't really want to do it. So I could, I could talk myself out of it. And sometimes I could even find Scripture to back me. <laughs> Abstain from sinful desires which war against your soul. Live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day He visits us. That's what God's saying. He's saying, you know what? No matter if they think you're crazy, no matter if they think what you're doing is for yourself, it doesn't matter how much they accuse you of doing wrong, or you did it this way and you shouldn't have done that, and you should have done this, and you, and, but then they look back on it and they say, wait, everything He did was for my good. Everything He did was to help me. And I accused Him of wrong. And now I see it was God working through him to help me. And they glorify God. Glory to God. Is that what we're here for? Is that why we do this? Is, is it, or is this just something we do because it's Friday night? Or, or is this just something to do because we need more faith because we don't have enough stuff? My house isn't big enough. My car isn't fast enough or new enough. My body's not well enough. 
Is my faith only trying to produce for me, or is my faith producing for others? Amen? Amen? Are you only growing enough in your garden to feed yourself? Or are we growing enough in our gardens? Let me put it a different way. Do we have enough cattle in our field that we can share with everyone? Glory to God. Stand to your feet. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Well, we went a lot of places tonight. I'm believing God showed us some things. One thing we know, our faith will produce good works. Amen? And by these good works, God can be glorified, will be glorified. And so when we leave here, is this where all our good works should be happening right here? No, this is the planning area. This is, this is, this is where you get filled up. And, and where God begins to talk to you and tell you what to do. And, and you may go out in the lobby and he'll say, you know, bless that person. Or he may say, put new tires on their car. And he said, well, God, their tires are pretty good. They still got to look like 10,000 miles left on them. Yeah, but you don't know where he's sending them next. <laughs> and they may not know they're going there. So don't tell them. Because they might not want to go. (laughs) Trust the Lord and do what He says. That is faith with works. Glory to God. You got a song, Matt? Oh, baby.